the post awards re the post awards re okay so let's start shall we should we get into it and have a look at what the you know because i was expecting a huge negative backlash but instead just the same just the same few names the same few people so this was one um okay this is from a guy called scansor you might have seen him before uh he's one of my long-standing obsessive haters um i can't remember what got him so triggered actually but he he is a dota coach and analyst um uh, a, a low-level uh dude and um ha you know has like a pretty small following and um he absolutely fucking like has gone off the deep end about me multiple times i think in 2016 when i got nominated for an award he literally said nominating it was something along the lines i'm paraphrasing he's so not literally i'll cut out the literally he said something along the lines of if uh, giving richard lewis an award for his journalism and ignoring what a piece of shit he is is like giving adolf hitler a painter of the year award and ignoring he did the holocaust that was that was what he said pretty much and I and I said to him like, brother, you just compared me to Hitler. Like, don't you think maybe it, it's kind of interesting? I get compared to Hitler quite a bit actually. Um, it, it's very strange. I, when I think about my life and everything I've done and the career I have and how I pretty much just talk about fucking video games and current affairs, I've never perpetrated a mass genocide. I, I do want it on the record. Um, so I've never been the leader of a, a fascist uh, insurgents. Um, so yeah, ne never, never fought a, a, a war, uh, in, in Europe, never done any of those things. So, um, so very strange, but I do get compared to Hitler quite a bit. But anyway, this guy, uh, don't forget, he wrote an entire article about how tragic it is that internet culture bullies mentally ill people. And yet he makes it a daily habit to use mentally ill as an insult. And then he embedded this for some reason. I don't know why he thinks this validates his claim. It's the article I wrote about Etika. Another tragedy that was on my mind at the awards, funnily enough. It was in there for a moment. Um, do I want to get up and talk about mental health? No, because they'll say, oh, look, you say people are mentally ill. And then it, it'll drown out the noise. And uh, again, I, I don't know Etika's family, I, you know, I haven't talked to them. I don't want to invoke people's names that I know um you know could get a lot of negative attention via association with me uh but anyway what that tweet says there is is at the end of the day i'm sure many people will disagree with it but i think this needs to be said i don't recall seeing anything this bad in terms of the internet using someone else's distress for their own ends and it's likely to become a trend so how you conflate a mentally ill person who's just got out of a facility um because they were threatening suicide being told that they're a liar they're a fake they're doing it for attention by everyone on the internet being put on drama alert because you know keemstar is not gonna take the ethical stand of i'm not gonna you know listen you've just got out of a facility i'm not gonna interview you it, it would be unethical you're not of sound mind right now i don't know how me criticizing that is um is in any way a contrast to me using mentally ill as an insult but whatever i don't use it as an insult i've said this multiple times if i say somebody is mentally ill it is because in my opinion they are displaying signs of one or more mental illnesses and this could be psychosis delusions obsess ob obsessive behavior whichever one it is um it's an observation it's not an insult. If I call somebody mentally ill, I'm not derisively saying, <laughs> you're mentally ill. You know, what, what I'm saying is, no, you are behaving in a way that suggests you are of poor mental health. And I really wish you wouldn't. Um, you know, that's been the whole thing. Like, you know, when me and Sam joke with each other, you know, you're mentally ill, you are. That's completely different. Maybe that's inappropriate, tonally. When I say it on Twitter, what I'm saying is, no, I think you're mentally ill like and, and generally the people disp are displaying signs of it like for example not a doctor not suitable diagnosis but a man who has held a grudge for now four years <laughs> about me and compared me to hitler 
you're displaying some signs of poor mental health there, my friend. So, you know, hope hope you can take stock of that and get better. And um, and 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 that's all there is to it, really. I, I don't wish you any. There's no hard feelings about it. Hope you get well. You know, you really. I shouldn't occupy this much space in your brain. You shouldn't be there every time I'm talked about. This can't be good for you. Um, so there was that, but that's fine. Then, oh, and this was a classic. A Riot Games employee had a meltdown because, of course, I did so much damage uh, over at Riot Games. They, they, they are all still shook uh, by me to, to, to this day. It is seismic, my friends, because you have to understand. So if, if, if you're new here, and I'm sure some of you might be, um, because, I, as I said, I've gained a lot of attention the past few days. So, hi, if you're new. Thanks for dropping by the stream. Um, I was the fucking whale in fucking Riot Games' nightmares. It, you know, I was Moby Dick. It, it was... it Every time they fucked up, I, um... You know, I... I uh, would, would be there to write a story... Every time they did something shady, it was pretty much me who was revealing it. For years, it went on like this. They hated me so much and obsessed about me so much that in their offices, they had a file. Because they kept dossiers. This is, this is all true. You'll notice I've said this multiple times, and no one's ever from Riot ever corrected this. But what they used to do is, they used to keep dossiers on people in esports. And they would have a file, and they would print out all your tweets that kind of, like, tangentially mentioned them. Or maybe mentioned somebody else in esports. Or every article you wrote, the title of every YouTube video you ever published. And they they would just keep a dossier on it. So if at any point you were ever going to be involved with a Riot Games broadcast, or maybe apply for a job there, or whatever it was... They had so they had a file on you, so they could fucking make a decision that best protected their shady company, and that was how they operated. They hated me so much, I became an interview question. Now, this is absolutely true, and I've got it on good authority from multiple people. There are people who went for jobs, and what they would do is they would ask you dumb questions. The classic question is, if you were a brick in a wall. What brick would you be and why? Yeah, listen, mate, I'm here to be a systems analyst. Could you ask me something related to the... Um, could you ask me something related to the job, maybe? No. That was a question at a Riot Games interview. Um, but one of the other questions would be, what do you think about the state of games journalism, and in particular, the work of Richard Lewis? And of course, if you said... Yeah, I really like that, Richard Lewis. Uh, he's broke loads of big stories, hasn't he? Wah, wah. You just failed. You're not getting the fucking job. You're out. Bada bing, bada boom. You're gone. The other question. What do you think about Monte Cristo's commentary style? And in particular, the critique he uses uh, in, in while casting games. And again, if you said, yo, Monty's the fucking Don, one of the best commentators. I love the way he criticizes the meta and stuff during the games. Wah, wah, you just failed the job interview as well. So that's how under Riot Games' skin I have been for years. Because I have said for years that this was a group of frat boys that made a video game that were into all sorts of shady shit. And they very quickly realized the best way to cloak what fucking pathetic frat boys we, we are is to focus entirely on toxicity and making the world a better place to our video game. You couldn't even make your offices a sustainable place that women wanted to be. I don't think you were ever going to achieve the lofty goal of making the world better. You know, just saying. So, the, uh, the, the, the average Riot Games employees, they're just trained, because it, it is a cult, you know, it, it is a cult. They're just, you know, indoctrinated to hate me. They can't help it. It's not their fault. It's only once they get out. Like, Nick Allen's a good example. Nick Allen fucking despised me when he worked for Riot. Nick Allen threatened me when he worked for Riot. He said, you're not making any friends. Now me and Nick Allen have met up a couple of times, had beers, it's all good. It's like, once you get out and you get deprogrammed, man, everyone, you can go back to normal. 
Um, but anyway, uh, but here it is. This is Jeffrey During. The fact that Richard Lewis and Thorin are still in this industry is appalling. I don't know what that means because I don't know how we would ever get, like, who who gatekeeps the industry? The industry, you know, who gatekeeps it all? How would we, how would we get removed? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, how? Like, what is there? Are you advocating for everyone coming together and like? You know, I get deplatformed on Twitch, even though I broke no rules, and I get my Twitter took off me. Or what are you actually saying? Like, how do I get out removed from the industry? I, I, I would, I would welcome your thoughts, Jeffrey. Actually, on how, what is a practical way to remove me? You know, somebody that has given way more to the industry than you have over a way longer time period than you've been working in it. I'd love to hear about the plans to remove me. It would be, it would be illuminating. Because I hear it a lot. Why is he still in the industry? Why do people allow him to be in the industry? Because there's nobody to stop you. It, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, the fact that one of them won an award for it tonight is beyond words. It's not really. If you do good journalism work, you might win journalistic awards. Funnily enough, the panel of my peers don't care about, oh, he wrote mean things about Riot Games that were all true. For, for five six years like you don't think they don't they don't really care about it in fact many of them admire the fact that i did that um so i replied with um your company was pretty much ground zero for me to in esports which is what we've seen in court cases and reports by cecilia Anastasio. maybe you should focus a little bit closer to home right and it's like I, I hope you all can agree with that as a stance, right? I mean, listen, don't worry about the sins of Richard Lewis. Wild though they are, I'm sure, you you actively work in a company um, that has admitted transgressions uh, towards multiple women in your employ. You work at a company where the executives actually fart in the faces of employees and don't get fired for it. Maybe you should take this big ball of hostile energy that you've got and try and make your company better I i'll salute you for that no hard feelings from me um then somebody replied with uh, thank you very much ulrich kruger arm he said nobody's as dedicated towards the well-being of esports as our lewis reports give some respect and you know that that might not be true there certainly are others out there um i won't take that accolade um, you know, you think about Sir Scoots getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, created the first ever player union, I think, in the whole of esports entirely, not just Counter-Strike. You know, there's a lot of people that have made a um, a good, uh, you know, a, a huge um, positive impact. But, you know, yeah, I've done my bit. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Nobody is less deserving of my respect. Nobody. Again. Let that percolate in your brains. Nobody is less deserving of my respect. Nobody. So child murderers, nobody. Seri serial rapists, nobody. Pedophiles, nobody. It, it, I am below all of them. <laughs> I am below all of them. Leader of ISIS, nobody. I am, I am, it, yeah. And I'm sure this guy hates Donald Trump. Um, I'm worse than Donald Trump. So, cool, I guess. Um, but anyway, he then also says, nice snitch tag. And and this is where you start to realize just how kind of embarrassing these people um, are in a, in a lot of ways. Because it's like, okay, you work for a big company. You put where you work in your bio, you put your face in there, you put your name in there, and you go on Twitter. Well, you are now a publicly facing figure on a public platform. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, the idea that by tagging you or anyone you're talking about to bring you into a public conversation to public discourse, which is one of Twitter's primary functions, if not indeed its entire goal, is snitching is uh is is insane um it is insane um uh, and i just never heard of snitch tag before a snitch tag 
Why are you always snitching? Um, so anyway, what he then did, um, and listen, by the way, I don't want anybody to mock him for this, deride him for this, because he's perfectly entitled to do this. I fully support him doing this. You, you block who you want on Twitter. That's my stance, and that's his too. I'm perplexed as to why he did it, uh, because I didn't see him getting any, like, harassment, you, you know, just to show you on the stream. He had replies, but I didn't even retweet this. So I don't know how this blew up. I, I had nothing to do with, with this twi Twitter chain. I replied to it, but I, had, I have no idea how this blew up. Um, but, like, you can just see here people replying. You know, it's all pretty, like, what makes them awful? They're both good for the industry. Um, okay, boomer. You know, it, it, there's nothing threatening there. Um, you know, the L gifts, salt gifts why clown face okay boomer again cry is free like you'll notice none of these are even insulting him they're not threatening him they're not like you, you know it, it, this is very nice actually like this is this is like when you're getting dunked on it, some of the comments can be quite brutal this is all pretty nice rent free of course you can spam that in the chat if you want we got rent free all up in this motherfucker nice ratio it, this is just fine but anyway for whatever reason he decided that he wanted to block all of my followers. So he did. He went and um, he went and fucking did, did, did the whole thing. It was incredible, um, the impact that I, that I had on him. I'll throw this out there on the off chance it's applicable to somebody. Yeah, I ran an automated blocker against Lewis's followers that didn't include people I already follow. I had a couple of hundred angry trolls to get rid of, and those Pokemon aren't going to catch themselves. Nice nice reference to Pokemon there as a grown man. I always do like it when men who look like they're in their 30s reference Pokemon. So if you're checking out this profile because you're confused as to why you're blocked, that's why. If you're only following the guy because you're also in the industry or for esports news, then sorry for the collateral damage. Nothing against you. It wasn't personally curated. If you're here because of that poll, some guy I've never heard of throughout, that was Sir Scoots. He did a poll saying, hey, have you been blocked by this Riot employee? And it was like 70% saying yes. And uh, about 18,000 people apply, <laughs> replied to it. Um, but he's blocked loads of people. He's blocked like Fwiz from fucking uh, YouTube. He, he blocked like, yeah, you, he blocked Frankie. You know, the, the CS host or the esports host. He blocked Red Eye. Like, nothing to do with anything. Like, like it was just like, dude, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe one day when the dust settles over at Riot and, and you're not working there anymore, you might want to get a job somewhere. You might want to. And, and the, there's going to be people in a position to hire you. And their interview question is going to be, well, just a first uh, question. And, and, and thanks for coming, Jeffrey. I do appreciate you coming in. Why the fuck have you blocked me on Twitter, you mad cunt? And that's going to be, like, pretty much the end of the interview, you know? Like, just seems a, a strange thing to do in your position. You know, I'm blocking randoms that are, like, mass reporting my Twitter account. And again, you're entitled to do it, but you're blocking high-level industry executives. Like, yikes, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, he pretended not to know who Sir Scoots is. Then at least you know exactly who got hit, and you won't have to live with the ambiguity. His list is probably getting hit later. So again, sorry if you're collateral damage. So he went and blocked not just anyone who follows me, um, which now is 121, 122,000 people on, on Twitter, uh, which is, that's an insane amount. He also blocked all the Scoots. And I think Scoots has like, what, about like 80,000? So pretty, pretty insane. Like that's like, assuming there's like a fair bit of crossover there, that probably comes to like 150,000. The weirdest part is how much he cares who I follow or block. I think he must be talking about Scooter because I just haven't addressed this guy beyond the one tweet, isn't it? Doesn't even follow me, but he's been responding within an hour to everything I do. The only reason I even know is because Twitter Mobile pushes notifications when high follower accounts tag me. Okay, that was a fun adventure. No doubt, <laughs> great, great weekend you had, my friend. No doubt some slip through the cracks, but that's manageable. The nice thing is that only hit like 100 people following me, so it's nice to know there was so little audience overlap. 
Sorry again if you were collateral. So, I don't know, dude. As I said, don't even bother this guy. For whatever reason, um, he's obviously very committed to Riot. Okay? Riot forever. We worship you, oh, Mark Merrill, God of Gods. Um, and, uh, you know, that's fine. So that was a re. That was a re. And I was like, okay, well, that's probably just the start of it. One of my other obsessives, uh, a Reddit moderator, um, did the thing that I alluded to earlier. This guy's Twitter feed is is always always about me, this guy. Um, could the panel circle jerk be any more obvious? Not a chance in hell to sort of wins this if it wasn't for having multiple writers for the site on the panel. What a joke. So, yeah, that was, that was a re. That was a re. Uh, but only a small one, really. Um... Then there was this one. This this one was a little bit strange. Um, this was an, uh, one of the Overwatch super fans uh, called Sabriality, I believe. Um, it's it's a shame, you know. I, I I don't know this person. Have nothing against them. Um, they just seem to instantly dislike me. But they're an Overwatch fan, so I, I understand it. By the way, I've always said this, and I'll repeat it here for the benefits of the stream and the recording. Um, Overwatch fans, uh, you know, they. They're very, generally very over-invested in their game, and especially the community aspect of their game. So anybody who they see writing things about the game that could lead to the game being, you know, harmed in some way, um, you know, obviously we're seen as harbingers of doom. I perfectly accept that mantle. It's fine. I'm sorry that um, I'm not writing about how cute uh, Tracer is, or, um, wow, I'd really like to have sex with Winston, uh, on a furry website, and I'm writing about the business, the unsustainable business aspects of the Overwatch League mo model slash bubble. I'm sorry that Activision Blizzard have fucked it up and basically are selling you a half baked sequel. I'm sorry um, to make money, uh, you know, but I but I don't have anything against any of you people. You know, Overwatch fans, I mock you because you're ripe for mockery. But it's not done in a nasty way. It's done in a playful way. And I need people to understand that. You know, the people who threatened me and mass uh, reported my account, fuck those guys. But I have nothing against this person. And the same goes. Like, you know, I'm showing their uh, tweet on stream. You know, absolutely don't bother these people. I'm just showing you the reaction I got. So, um, Richard Lewis wins the Esports Awards. Oh, gross. They let an online harasser win this award. And I was like, an online harasser? That's a bit strong, isn't it? So look, I'm going to show you. In in this is what I mean about Overwatch community being a bit fragile, right? This is the entirety of our interactions. Okay. Two tweets, several months apart. That person's tweeted way more about me than I've tweeted at them. Um, and so just to, just to put you, but just to also put this into further context, uh, I'll show you the context of the tweets. Both of them were replies to that person talking about me. Um, without being tagged, Lewis found my tweet yesterday about how he only reports on OWL when he can say something negative about it. Um, I've no idea what he said, but it also meant a legion of uninspired people came into my mentions and drowned him out with useless drivel. That isn't what you said, because if you'd said had said that, I'd, I'd agree with you. So I'm even I'm even agreeing with this person. This this is what I mean. It's like this is harassment, is it? I'm agreeing with them. I do report almost exclusively negative stories about all esports in general. You know why? Because hardly anyone else does. If you want to improve the space, knowing about the bullshit is essential. No reply, no further um, interaction. So obviously left it. No need. The other occasion we interacted uh, was she told um, uh, an out-and-out out lie about me, uh, which was to say, again, uh, the ego with a Twitter account, Richard Lewis, esports journalist of the year 2016, the one who indirectly harasses anyone who disagrees or criticizes him, went on a blocking spree this weekend. I was deemed worthy of the block. Uh, I'm pleased right now. So again, I have this person blocked. I don't know how much harassment I can really do with two tweets on an account I have blocked. I really don't know how much harassment I can get round to doing. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, one of his tactics is to retweet someone to introduce his hordes to your disagreement criticism, unleashing them upon you, and then claim you can't blame the harassment you get after my retweet. Show me where I told them to harass you. You'll also notice the num there are no replies from any of my followers. No one is... There, was there wasn't on the last one. Where are these legions? Two replies, one reply, three reply, six replies. And this is, again, this is why it's important. You all hold yourself up to the best standards of behavior and you just leave these people alone because don't give them the easy ammunition of saying, oh, look, it's a harassment campaign. I will disavow anybody that harasses anybody else, tries to dox anybody, threatens anybody. You're a piece of shit if you do it. I can't say it enough. I say it every time we do streams like this. Don't, you know, if, if you're in my community, you don't, you don't behave that way. Um, and that's bore out every time. That's bore out every time. Three replies is a horde. Keep in mind, at least one of these replies are themselves. And then I just said, uh, there was this tweet here. I just remembered he recently threatened an Overwatch League team because, and I may be a bit fuzzy on this, their social media manager liked to tweet mocking him. And that was a flat out lie. And in fact, she was misremembering a story about Thorin and attributing it to me. And then I asked, why is it you can lie about me repeatedly on this platform, but I'm a bad guy for addressing those lies? No reply again. That's it, by the way. So, uh, serial harasser. There was um, our classic blackmailer. Obviously had something to say about it. Um, someone who threatened on stream to have a PI stalk my roommate and I won an award tonight. Cool and normal industry. Within the last month, by the way, um, <laughs> now, just so you all know, um, obviously that didn't happen. And in fact, I think the reference that she's referring to is on my YouTube channel, so you can all go see it yourselves. Here's what I said. This is somebody who... Um, threatened to basically blackmail me based on an old blog, which I came out and re released myself. Fuck it. Have it. <laughs> right? Good blackmail attempt there. I'm not I'm not going to be bullied uh, or blackmailed by anybody. And then second of all, said that the only reason I helped Maria get her surgery was because I'm a sexual predator who wants to have sex with her. So said that publicly. Now, ordinarily, if you worked for a serious publication they would um, have took some sort of punitive measures against any journalist that publicly said that about another figure in the industry. But of course, no, not only have they not took any action, they endorsed that statement. So I've had a lot going on, you know, I've been moving around. But one of the things they did say was, I got, uh, I got an, I've got a, a t legal team, and part of the things they do before we look at whether or not to file a lawsuit is, you do fact-finding. This is a, a well-established thing. And I said... I was looking into these uh, individuals uh, with the view to serving a lawsuit. Stand by it. Private investigator, though, that's a bit, bit of a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Can't really say if we've seen any sign of a PI. Like what? I got some fucking gumshoe, like Humphrey Bogart, following you around. Um, that's uh, some real poor and boring journalistic work right there. And why would you even mention it aloud? Well, it was just something that came up on stream because every everyone in my community is uh, very cognizant of you. Um, uh, you know, of, of the outrageous lies and slander you as a journalist on a public platform have said about me. And you still haven't retracted, st <laughs> still haven't retracted the statements, uh, still stand by them saying I'm a sexual predator. So, I mean, again, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know what you expect me to do, but why would I let a journalist say that? Uh, it definitely doesn't, uh, by saying it as a matter of fact, it doesn't, past the threshold of opinion um you are saying it as a matter of fact uh but anyway um so apparently that apparently i'm harassment for trying to find out whether or not i have grounds for a defamatory uh for a defamation lawsuit you can't even sue these people guys it's wrong you gotta leave them alone but i expected that person to um be like that uh that's fine then a journalist with a hundred and forty-eight followers. So I mean, this is big, hard-hitting, um, hard-hitting work coming in. Rode into the rescue. Is there a clip of this? And of course, there is no clip of this because it it didn't happen. 
deleted before we could go back and grab it. It was October 29th, between 9 and 10 p.m. Okay. Bummer. We'll be covering the awards on Monday and would like to address it. Can't wait to read your hard-hitting report on the eSports Awards that takes the delusions of uh, somebody on Twitter who is obsessed with me to the point where... Man, the stories I'll, I'll, I'll... One day, when we get free and clear of the bullshit, because obviously I don't want to say anything now and potentially jeopardize a lawsuit or whatever, but... Um, one of the, one of the things I'll I'll tell you some stories, guys. You will not believe some of the insane shit that I could tell you. Uh, but anyway, um, so I look forward to it. Keep an eye out for Colin T Foley's hard hitting expose on the bald esports man and how bad he is. Uh, definitely do that. Then the next thing, um, T B Skyen, who I believe is uh, some somebody that works in League of Legends in some capacity. You know, I don't even know. Um, does cast the comics a cartoonist or something? So nice to see the esports industry giving recognition to the underappreciated, hateful bigot man community. Big night for them. Um, Richard <laughs> quotes incited a harassment campaign against a trans person for no fucking reason. Lewis, esports journalist of the year. So, I mean, obviously. Obviously, I think, you know, secretly, all of the good stuff I've done for trans people down the years, it's all like a long con. I mean, you know, I think we need to, I think we probably should just put our cards on the table at this point, yeah. Obviously, um, it's all, you know, it's all a ruse. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's just what it's about. But okay, so, I'll, hang on, did he, did he do another... He did, he did do another tweet where he said he saw it with his own eyes, which, um, you know, okay. Uh, but I was like, well, what could he mean? And, oh, he's talking about this, right? This tweet from serial fantasist, known liar, proven liar, and lolcal, Yona Bex, who used to work at Riot Games. And says gamers are evil and has a story about how gamers have harassed them every fucking day. Every day. It's this. Um, super glad an award has been given to the guy who wrote an article about my fiance and outed me to my family. I don't even know what that means. Outed you how? And no one had a problem with this. And I was like, what? Outed you? Like, what does that mean? Okay, like, outage out you in what context? I don't, I don't get it. Then, we legit had to have a conversation with Riot Security, where we worked at the time, because there were so many threats against us after his hit piece. It was terrifying. And I was scratching my head, because it's been a while, right? Because every time this person's ever tweeted me or subtweeted me, I've seen it and said, you do realize that this is actionable. These are lies. <laughs> and very it's very easy to prove. And with a record of your like fantasies and delusions and lies, it, it's it's you don't want to go down this road. And then usually they delete them. But it was this. Now again, I apologize, friends. You will see the bad website. Okay, but this is Richard Lewis, twenty uh, fourth of March, twenty sixteen. It was probably one of the last articles I wrote over there. Um, and let's read the story. A senior Riot Games staff member went on a bizarre, unprovoked Twitter rant about Gamergate, declaring anyone who identifies with the consumer-driven movement to be a monster. The League of Legends champion designer, Daniel Z. Klein, that's their, uh, their partner, then spent a good portion of his evening meditating on his privilege, prompting some people to voice concerns about his well-being. The outburst echoes that of another Riot staff member, Bex Hernandez Gerber, who has made a string of anti-Gamergate Twitter posts, as well as aggressively spouting the usual social justice warrior rhetoric. Um, in October last year, he was a vocal proponent of banning the Gamergate panel at South by Southwest, stating safe to say no women, people of color, or trans people in tech are safe at this convention unless they support GG. 
The stance was an odd one, as it was only in September he publicly stated that Gamergate had never stalked him, and that after a brief period of some unidentified nuisance phone calls, he had mostly been left alone by people identifying as Gamergate supporters. If you're going to use what's happening to me now as proof that GG is active, you can fuck right off and I'll call you out because this is nothing to do with GG. That's the quote. From So, I don't understand what changes, but anyway... Contrast that with the dual outburst alongside uh, f um, from colleague Klein, and you can see that Gamergate seems to have become the boogeyman once again, despite previous admissions that they were not active. GG is a criminals. I wish them nothing but pain and misery, he said, following it up with, there isn't a single GG yet I would laugh at if they were, not, if, if they were on fire. No regrets. Uh, so... This type of language is a complete loggerheads with the anti-toxicity stance that Riot Games has adopted publicly and made central to their philosophy. Riot staff members, especially those in the player behavior team, take great pride in talking about how they strive to make the internet a better place by eliminating verbal abuse and hate speech. It's hard to think of anything more hateful than actually stating you would laugh if somebody burned to death because they were part of a consumer-driven movement. Through the years, we've seen that Riot's biggest concerns isn't practicing what they preach, but rather public perception, which they seek to control through stifling the flow of information at the public domain particularly through their relationship with reddit staff and moderators despite having mysteriously not made it onto the league of legends subreddit the matter was picked up by kotaku in action uh, the subreddit a forum uh, where those sympathetic to the gamergate movement post relevant topics in that thread another poster claimed to be involved with the two using a throwaway account that was verified as belonging to a credible source by moderators and publishing the following about their alleged behavior and it's the reddit post that outs them and says they're in a relationship and says that Daniel Z. Klein is pretty miserable ever since he met Bex. And on it goes. So not only not only did I uh not and that's the only time again I've ever mentioned this person. I don't know how this is running a harassment campaign. I don't know how this is a hit piece, honestly. Um and the information was already publicly available on Reddit. And that's where I drew 50% of the post from. So again, it's a complete fabrication. It's a, a complete lie. Uh, and yeah, mind-blowing. Um, but, but you know what? Apart from that, guys, that was it. That was the re so far. That's all that it's been. Um really strange that um you know that's all that that happened in the aftermath so can take all that um but obviously now we're gonna get into the fucking the nitty gritty the the hard yards you know whatever you want to call it it's gonna be uh it's gonna be brutal because the hit pieces are coming now and as I said, they're going to take it further than they've ever took it further before, you know. They were already trolling my Facebook page. I had to shut that down uh, just in case because you never know what the fuck was going on there. Like, there was a period of time where I was like, I posted a joke a day for an entire year. Some of the jokes were pretty edgy, um, but some were brilliant. I was reading it back and I had a good laugh to myself. It said, um, for example, Wayne Rooney, is, um, sponsor Wayne Rooney is developing and sponsoring his own football game. His own football game, pre-evolution soccer. I think that's brilliant. Gotta like that one, pre-evolution soccer. Um, double amputees, you gotta hand it to them. Pretty good. Um, anyway, you know, it was stuff like that, right? So, someone says I don't get it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, I, but I thought, I thought, whatever. You know what I mean? That's probably not cool these days, is it? So I just, you know, this is like years ago. I just locked the whole thing down. But they were having a, they were having a rummage around. I could tell. Um, uh, and obviously they've got this blog, which we all know about, right? Because I put it out there, and they're going to misrepresent that, and they're going to say, "Look at the lines that this guy wrote." And we all know it's from a novel, so fine. I, I, I beat you to the punch there. So do what you want to do. But, I, but I, as I said, I think. Um, 
well, what I got told, because remember, I, I have actual journalists that know these journalists, and they don't know I know the, these journalists, and I occasionally get a little crumb of information, like, you never guess what they're saying about you now, and they, they tell me about it, right? So apparently the thing they've got at the moment, and it was meant to come out yesterday, I'm surprised it hasn't, was there's something wrong with an industry that uh, where a man who used to write for Breitbart gets a standing ovation while calling out um, publications that have tried to, you know, done that have done untold good in the space and stood up for marginalized communities. That's where they're going to go. That's what they, that was what I got told was going to be the big theme. So, you know. We'll wait and see, I guess. Uh, but the key thing is, uh, you know, like, I'll just say it to all of you here. Listen, I'm not going to flinch this time. I, I made a promise to myself. I think if, I think some of you guys caught the stream where I was talking about it. I'm sick and tired. I've only been at, I've only been at 70% myself. I'm always talking about how I'm keeping it real and I'm being true to myself. And I haven't been really. Not, not all the way. I haven't fully committed to being who I am and, and, and you know, I've been playing uh, a role in certain areas and, and I'm just not like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. And, I, and, and you know, I, I think it was clear from the last few streams I've did and I hopefully it's clear from that speech. Like, I'm just ready to realize myself and, and reach not just a high level of potential for this melange of personas i've had to adopt to succeed in this industry but for me for the real richard lewis you know like that's that's what i want to do um and i'm not gonna flinch they're gonna say some outrageous things about me they might even contact my family ex-girlfriends who knows where the fuck they're gonna go with it but i don't care like i, I know who i am and I know the bad things I've done. And I know the things I need to be held accountable for. And I know the things I don't need to be held accountable for. And I know the things I'm willing to apologize for. And I know the things that are just lies and smears and, and, and you know, bullshit. And I'm just, throw it at me. You know, what What are you going to do? So, um, I'll, I'll just say this. That if you're one of the people who are on the fence about me, right or i've heard some stuff you have to understand the amount of exaggeration and hyperbole that goes into it and how it goes into the echo chamber and then it comes out the other side and it's over the top i didn't just have an altercation with loader i choked him out i didn't just um you know write a few esports articles at breitbart i fully took the red pill and was all and was writing all right propaganda you know they they always kick it up a notch they always kick it up a notch you know and they, they, you don't need to I've got things that I need to atone for and things that I, I should be held accountable for. Uh, you don't need to lie and exaggerate, but that's all they have. And they, they'll, they'll keep telling lies and they'll keep exaggerating to try and convince you guys to get on board with the crusade. And listen, if you think I'm a piece of shit for a perfectly valid reason, do it. If you, if you don't like my work and you think it has no value, critique it. But... What you, what you mustn't get caught up in, and it's coming in the next couple of weeks, is the hysteria that they're going to try and generate about me being some problematic, right-wing, evil figure that is, um, you know, one step away from committing some atrocity in the esports space because I want to hold these people accountable. I want to hold them accountable for the things they have yet to be held accountable for. They've never apologized for the standard of coverage they've never apologized for making it clear that they absolutely target people in this space when i went and researched all of the hit piece smears they wrote about doc i didn't even know it was that many i didn't realize they called him a racist for doing a fake well actually not even entirely fake you know chinese language when he was getting killed by chinese cheaters in h1z1 i didn't know they'd called him uh, a, a, a racist for that. I couldn't remember it, but they had. I didn't. I didn't remember that they were so cruel and and out and so bitter that in a report about that they just mentioned his marital problems because they lack any class and humanity, and they assign people into good or bad. And if you're bad, they will do anything to you, and they will abuse their platform to any degree to hurt you. Um, I didn't realize that uh you know they they had um oh the pc gamer editor as well when when he he, he misread a marketing tweet and said dr disrespect is holding 
PUBG Corp hostage by demanding they put skins in the game. It's clearly a promotion for cosmetics that were then added to the game. It was, um, you know, it, you know what, the, what, what they did to him. And he's like a very powerful, prominent figure. You know, when he did that stream in the toilet, right? It, it, he fucked up. There's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. He fucked up and potentially even broke the law, and he knows it. And he came back and he apologized. And Kotaku wrote an article saying, well, his apology's just not good enough. What, what's, what do people have to do? What do people have to do? Um, you know, Ninja. I'm not a fan of Ninja. Everybody knows that. Me and him had rare beef before he blew up. He probably doesn't even remember who the fuck I am now. He's so super famous, but whatever. I like to think I haunt his dreams just a little bit, but that's just e- you know, that's just my ego. But, you know, no way you could call me a ninja fan. But, you know, I did the cringer stream, exactly, for uh, 4,000 subs. But the the reality is... The, the, the reality is this, that, you know, that Polygon article... Did you hear about this, what they did? So he was at a party... And this journalist evidently was at a party. And outside of a bathroom at a party, he did a quick interview. And they asked him a question about, you know, whether or not he, why, why we would play with women. And he just kind of said because he was he was in a fucked up situation, um, you know, like just wanted to get out of the conversation. So he just quickly, like, without really elaborating on his thoughts, clumsily said, oh, well, it's difficult to stream with women, man, because when you do that, um, you know, people make up stories about you and you end up in clickbait videos. If there's any flirting at all, you know, and it can affect my marriage and I love my wife. And that got turned into, by Polygon, Ninja hates women and won't stream with women. And then everybody else wrote pieces saying, why won't Ninja stream with women? Now, here's how I know he was it was clumsy and not what he meant. Because, A, he had streamed with women multiple times. And, B, he streamed with women after he said he didn't stream with women. So what does that tell you? But did anyone focus on that? Nah, just bullshit. Just bullshit. So they just go after everybody. They accused, um, right, uh, fucking Nadeshot, when he was streaming with Ninja, said, oh, Ninja, what's up, Ninja? And they misheard it, thought it was the N-word, and just wrote an article about that, because why not? <laughs> and then apologized and said, oh, yeah, yeah, he was streaming with Ninja. Yep, so probably said Ninja, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. That, that happened as well. They apologized for it. They went after they went after XQC ridiculously. XQC is a problematic dude in some areas. You know, he's his own worst enemy. I get it. He's got his issues. He doesn't deserve to be the focal point of a relentless campaign with headlines like XQC continues to be a cell phone machine and stuff like this. You know, and 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 even Cecilia got him mixed up with somebody else. There was that. Uh, was it Tamu? The other, his teammate, who used the spicy F word in a, as a derogatory uh, homophobic slur. And they said XQC had done it. And he hadn't. And they said it in print. And Stephen Tatillo himself apologized. It's like, guys, this is these are not accidents. When it happens all the time. When this is your focus, it's not accidents. And these are people with platforms. So they can do it to any of you that don't have platforms. Anytime you get famous, go on stream, do anything, if you ever fall into their sights, they can fucking just smear you and you won't be able to do shit about it. And this is this is why enough's enough. You know, you want to fuck over gaming, fine. You want to be corporate bootlickers, fine. Go do that. You want access to the games, you know, so you can write 10 or 12 articles before it's released that get you traffic. And then mysteriously, when you review the game, ooh, it's got 8 out of 10. Just like every other fucking game. You want to live like that, that's fine. I can't control what's going on in gaming. I don't work in gaming anymore. I don't do game reviews anymore. I work in esports full time. I care about this industry full time. I'm putting up a fucking not welcome sign. If you want to come in, I've got to check your card. I've got to see, are you a real journalist? Do you have good intent? You can't keep coming in and telling lies about people that, are, that that have serious repercussions and then just shrug it off and go, oh well. And it's not just that, it's the garbage on top of it. I'm going through Compete, right? Compete was Kotaku's um, esports vertical, it's dead now. I was reading their articles. This is no joke. 
they're comparing. Let, let me just read you. I, this is spoiler, but you guys like it when I give you sneak previews into what I'm working on. So let me just read you, okay? Some of the articles that went out on Compete. They didn't break a single story that I could find. Not one single news story. They wrote an article that, uh, sorry, they posted erotic fan fiction about Street Fighter V and whether Ryu and Ken were secret gay lovers and they passed it off as game analysis. On a post about Mario Kart, they declared Wario is a libertarian, Bowser is a fascist, and then shoehorned in an Alex Jones reference. They wrote an article about people who attend Smash events having hygiene problems. Probably the most accurate thing they've ever published on their site, but what are you doing that for anyway? They wrote an article entitled, What Stops Women From Going Pro In Esports? That was a dialogue or an interview. It was the two Kotaku journalists interviewing each other, neither of whom have tried to go pro in esports. What value does that article have? I'll let you guys figure it out. They did a news post asking if two people in a crowd shot taken from an esports event were masturbating each other. They did a post about Donald Trump misspeaking and he uh, referred to 52 jets that had been sold to Norway as F-52s instead of saying 52 F-35s. And the F-52 is a fictitious aircraft that only exists in Call of Duty. So, you know, you manage to shoehorn in. <laughs> Isn't Trump an idiot into, in, 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 into your esports section? They wrote an article on performing fellatio while your love interest is playing video games. That was predicated on a tweet that somebody put out going, um, I, I, was, I was sucking dick on 2K, during 2K the other day. And they just meant to play badly. And they wrote like, you know, 2,500 words about the art of actually sucking dick while, while your partner plays games. Um, they did an article on whether or not esports competitors should use real names over in-game monikers. We sorted this out in 2006. Monikers have branding, right? People have branding. People want to use monikers. It's one of the ways that esports is actually welcoming to everyone. You can even check your real name at the fucking door if you want to. And then, probably the, you know, ultimate chef's kiss, an article that said teabagging, that's, you know, the art of moving up and down rapidly in a game, right? They, they compared that to sexual assault and rape. That was their esports. That was Kotaku's esports vertical that's the type of content they were putting out it's like guys you know i didn't make that speech lightly